Hello, everyone. What's up? How's it going? In this episode of Raw Talk, we have a very brave and inspiring guest, Erica Joe. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you so much for joining us today. I have been following your journey for quite some time, and you are so real and honest, and I just admire that so much. Thank you. I'm very excited to talk. Yeah. <laughs> so it's. Oh, it's just so crazy to finally hear your voice. You sound so pretty. Oh, you're so sweet. Oh, that's so kind. You're so, welcome. Oh, you're so sweet. So, so let's dig into who you are and what you do and what inspires you and all that good stuff. Yeah, so I'm Erica or online as Erica Joe, And basically, I just love to discuss topics that no one likes to discuss online and be yeah. very real about it. Yes. Yes. And that's insane and incredible. And I just, I love that. And, you know, not everyone's like that. And I think that's what's so special about Mm -hmm. you is you are really raw and you're honest. Yeah. It gets me in trouble sometimes, but (laughs) I love to speak the truth. Yeah. And it's so, it's, it's real, you know, it, that's, those are the things that I think, again, a lot of people, they don't want to discuss and they don't want to shine a light on, but it's important. It is. It is. Sometimes people don't have a voice. And I know oftentimes I never did. And I like to be open and honest with people and just talk about what they want to talk about and have a connection with people that just don't know where to turn to. Exactly. Exactly. So let's dig into mental health. So how has your mental health journey been from the beginning to now? I think I've always had anxiety ever since I was a kid. I tried to do pageants. I tried to do theater and everybody would just say it was stage fright. But I learned pretty quickly that I was having social anxiety. I never grew up in the best environment. Mm -hmm. And I think that affected me a lot. So definitely started as a child and I don't think people realize that mental health can start at such an early age but it really can yeah yeah absolutely I mean it really is just like what you said it's the environment and Mm -hmm. what situations you can potentially get put into as a child um, it does affect you you know later on oh for sure when I was a teenager I tried to stay as far back as possible. I just did not want to be known in high school. I would prefer to just be in the corner and no one talked to me. I didn't want to be the person that raised my hand. And I just realized now as an adult is because I had so much anxiety, but I just took it as shy. And I think that's the problem that if we can figure out people have anxiety at such a young age, it will help people embrace their life a lot more instead of being trapped. Exactly. And that mental health, it can make you feel very trapped, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially with anxiety. I mean, that's like the number one thing that you can feel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, So also, I mean, you're on social media and, you know, one thing about you is your confessions. You share things that either affected you or have impacted Mm -hmm. your life. Why do you share those confessions? Well, I 
didn't really ever talk about my feelings to anyone, especially in my early 20s. I kind of just was living life and I tried to be outgoing because I wasn't so much in high school. Yeah. And in the end, it made it worse because, yeah, I, I would go out clubbing. I would try to join the club scene. I felt welcomed. And then I would come home and I would cry and I would feel just overwhelmed. And so finally, once I turned 30, you know, I'm for the internet now. Oh, uh, uh... no, you're not. <laughs> Don't say that. Oh, it just feels that I'm like, oh, I'm a boomer now. Oh. But once I turned 30, I decided it was time. I got to get the stuff off my chest, you know, yeah. body image, sexuality, all that stuff that I hid because I didn't feel like people wanted to hear that or listen to that. Right. I knew there was other people out there that had to have felt the same way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And now that you're 30, um, so I'm in my 20s. I'm only 23. So when you are in your 20s, how was your 20s journey? How did you grow? It was definitely drama. Yeah. And I see 20 year olds now and I think, wow, I went through the same thing. I don't even know how I made it. I feel so bad <laughs> for yeah. anybody that lived in their 20s because they say 30s are your best years. And yeah, I mean, it's all right so far. The pandemic didn't really help. Yeah. But it def I definitely grew. It was a lot of uh, friends don't really get along because your friends are changing as well in their 20s you're not the same as high school a lot of guy drama yeah a lot of finding yourself especially if you're going to college and it was just stress all the time yeah and so I try even with people I know that are in their teens I tried to just be like don't worry so much about that kind of stuff yeah. Guys go away, friends go away, it's hard, but you don't want about that because once you hit your 20s, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be a crazy time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm only, you know, 23. And I mean, I've noticed a huge shift from when I was a teenager versus where I am now. And it is a lot of growth. You know, a lot of growth happens. A lot of change happens. And, and mm -hmm. same thing with the friends and the boys and the guy, you know, whatever it changes. It, it's always changing. I think people expect too much from people in their 20s. They want yeah. you to automatically find who you are, find the job you want, get married. I told myself I was going to be married with by 25. Yeah. That doesn't happen. So you yeah. kind of just, you got to let it just roll just have fun travel be single I mean I'm still single now so I guess I kind of regret that part but uh, still still enjoy it don't rely so much on being an adult you don't have right to. no no you don't and you know so I, I want to ask you too I mean you said in one of your posts um, this is probably one of my favorite posts that you've ever made you the, the caption was I couldn't get a Valentine's date, so I took myself out. I think that's amazing. And one thing with you is, too, you don't – one thing that I like is you don't need a significant other to have a good time or to make yourself happy. 
I grew up with a single mom. So she dated a lot. And I realized that I don't have to be the statistic that has no dad. So I became someone that relied on men for love. Which happens a lot too. You know, people want to find themselves especially if they don't have a parental figure in their life so they reach out in the most toxic ways possible and so I decided that I wasn't going to be like that I like being independent I love my friends but I also like to be with me yeah and so I don't have to have someone to have fun with for Valentine's Day and no one has to and you don't If you want to have a romantic day with yourself, you can do that. And you don't have to have a man, a woman, non-binary, anything along the lines. Just be you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think, the best advice. And for me, too, I mean, I was in a situation, I think a lot of girls and women, or anybody, feels they need to have a significant other to make themselves feel better about themselves mm-hmm. or to make themselves love themselves you know and it's such a false thing because I mean I fell into that trap um you know about two years ago I got myself into a really really bad relationship because I was in a really really bad place with myself and it is really about you truly have to love yourself exactly before anyone else and yes and you know I go through days I especially these few months I've had my moments where I don't always love myself yeah but you just got to keep going you you can't you know lose yourself you just got to look forward you have to you have to always remember that the stuff you try to find love through other people you're going to disappoint yourself more yes yes absolutely it's it's really it's a journey and it never mm-hmm. really stops. I mean, self-love journey. I've said this before. It never stops. You can never stop loving yourself. You can never stop discovering things about yourself that you probably didn't know before. Yep. Every day. And know? and social media likes to make you think otherwise. These people will post the happiest posts in the world yeah. and they, that they are living their best life every single day. And that's not true. Behind the cameras, they're struggling just like you every day yeah absolutely so how do you set boundaries between what's real and what's false on social media with yourself I think growing up when social media was becoming a thing I mean I went on MySpace at 14 uh Facebook you couldn't even post on Facebook it was just like your picture when I had joined (laughs) even Instagram no one knew what it was none of my friends they said why do you want to join an app where you just post a photo yeah so I've I've been able to enjoy social media when you weren't expected to be something right and it does get harder now because content is harder to keep up with people they expect you to look a certain way they expect you to post a certain way and I'm not that and I know that those people are not that so I have to always remind myself if I see somebody that looks different they look perfect they post the prettiest photos they're 
there's a whole crew behind it. I have to always tell myself that that isn't real. It's a facade that you see. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of people, again, they give that illusion of, oh, my life's perfect. Oh, look at me. Look at this. Da, da, mm-hmm. da, da. And it's not, oh, yeah, my, again, it's the, not real. My skin is perfect. My hair yeah. is perfect. It's I live in this beautiful home. But do you see the rest of the home? Maybe it's filthy. Right. They have a filter that makes them perfect everything so you just have to always remember and I have to tell myself this isn't what it seems and I'm always the same way I'll post it looks like a certain way I could be really sad in that photo but I seem extremely happy so I have to always remember that everything isn't real and it kind of helps when I'm getting into that scrolling state where you just keep scrolling and scrolling and you're like oh I wish I looked like that I wish I had that kind of car, that person. You just got to yeah. stop sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It, it can become very depressing because, again, some people, and I've done it, you've done it, we all have done it. You tend to compare yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it becomes very toxic with your mind, your body, your everything around you. Um and and just like what you said, you know, I mean, it, it is really about finding a balance between what's real and, and what's not. Um, but again, it's extremely hard to get away from that. <laughs> oh, uh, I know. Because it is around you 24-7 on social media, you know. <laughs> it is. And I try, especially on Facebook, I've been good about not going on there so much because that place alone is just very toxic. But. Yeah. It's yeah, it's hard. You just you get on there and you just keep scrolling. You just you can't get off of it. I have to delete the app sometimes. I'll just delete things because if I delete it, I know I can't go to it. Right. So out right. of sight, out of mind. Yeah. And that yeah. And that it's retraining your brain. And yeah, absolutely. And that's I think that's the best way to set boundaries is just delete it. Because then you won't have to think about it and you won't have to see it and you won't have that urge to click, Um, you know. It feels so, it feels freeing, so freeing when you just delete it. It, And I know people that get addicted, they really want to go on. They're like, come on, I just, let me just check. Just don't do it. Just, you got to resist. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And again, that's, that's like the best word of advice, honestly. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So uh, what are some I want to ask you, what are some outlets that help you cope with back to mental health? Because you've, you've said it, you know, that you struggle with anxiety, uh, you struggle with depression. I Mm -hmm. mean, what are some outlets that help you cope with those things? Some friends I can turn to, uh, it's still hard because not only online, but in person, I'm even more outspoken. And sometimes being an Aries, I like to be chaotic Mm -hmm. and I will just go on this rampage of emotions and some friends can't handle that. So I turn to friends that I can, that I can just vent things out. I journal. Journaling is a very big thing that I love to do. Because if it's out of my brain, it's kind of like the apps. If it's out of my brain onto paper, I'm not thinking about it. I'm getting it out. Yes. And just other things. You just got to move 
because once depression hits, you want to just stay in bed. You don't want to do anything and you can't do that. So I got to move. I got to clean, listen to music. Yeah. I just try to do anything possible to get the feelings out. Even if I got to break something, if I got to go outside and just break a glass, yeah, go do it. Anything to just get something out because once you bottle emotions, you just linger and linger and you hold on and then it hurts and then you feel trapped like you're alone. Yeah. So you just have to get that stuff out. Absolutely. But journaling, definitely journaling. Journaling. Yeah. And I love that because you are really escaping and you're getting everything out that you want to get out. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's creative. It's fun. Yeah. And even I post a lot on my Instagram stories as my journal. Yeah. I know some, you know, some people could take it as attention. And I know that happens a lot on social media, but I still do it. I like to get it out. I like to just express it on there because then somebody could see it and be like, wow, I felt that way today or I feel that same way. So I'll write on there too every once in a while. Yeah. And that, again, it's creative. And I I do get where you can say where people, like, I understand that because people do tend to say, oh, you're doing that for attention. You're Mm -hmm. posting it for attention. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And it's like, no, like, I'm just, this is my platform. I'm going to post what I want. If you don't like it, then, you know, you can leave, you know? I mean, yeah, I mean, I've I've gotten that too. I mean, I've posted things like um, about mental health and things like that. And yeah, I mean, I've gotten the same thing. People are very touchy and very sensitive when you talk about topics such as body positivity, mental health, um, things like that. Why do you think people are so uh, touchy about that? I think they don't understand. I think that maybe they're also feeling the same way and they don't know how to project their feelings because other people have told them that it's attention seeking. Yeah. So they see you do it and they just go, wow, that person just wants the attention because it's in their mind. They were told this by a parent, by people in high school, especially body positivity. Mm-hmm. That is something that also affects my depression a lot of how I see myself, how I see my body. And that there's a lot of people in my life that also have body issues and they grew up telling me that I should look a certain way. So as I got older and my body changed, I got heavier. Yeah. It affected me a lot. And so I know that when you post it online, they just assume you want to be another person that's seeking attention for your body. Yeah. And that's because they are probably was someone that was told things about their body. And so they're like, that's not how it's supposed to be. You just want attention. So it's all about your environment. It really is. And how you're feeling on the inside. And if you hate someone that is expressing who they am, that means that you're just not happy with yourself. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, relating back to support systems and growth within support systems, uh, you know, you've told me that there's friends that you've had. There's, you know, it's a constant... um, battle between who's really there for you versus who's not how were there experiences in your life that you feel like you've had to remove yourself from 
whether it was a crowd or a person because it was just negative yeah there's um there's a few friends in my past that I had a very large friend group growing up I've had some of these friends since first grade yeah and then as an adult especially when I wanted to change myself and how I saw the world they constantly were just drama and they saw the world differently than I did. And it's hard because you want to keep these people around because they were friends with you for so long. But especially when I stopped using the word slut, like I don't want to call women that I think because I grew up more religious and as I got older, I got out of that. Mm -hmm. I didn't see women that way. Mm -hmm. And a lot of friends did. So I had to cut those friends off. I had to cut friends off that really just wanted to sabotage your life, wanted to ruin your happiness. Yeah. I've also had friends that have cut me out. And it was hard, especially now because they cut me off during the pandemic or right before. And it was very confusing because they weren't as open as I am when I cut people out. Right. And so that can all be confusing, especially on your mental health. And then you have friends that are still around you that they say they want to be there for you. And they're not. And so that also makes it hard. So it's this whole journey still that I'm also learning on where do I express my feelings with certain people? And you have to also learn that too. Where do you find yourself? Are you close to people? Can you express yourself? Can you be who you truly are? Or are these people maybe just acquaintances? Like you can have a talk with them. You can hang out with them, but they're not your true friends. Those are people that are just there. Yeah. And it's you got to find a balance, especially as you get older, because you assume these people are always going to be there for you. But your views will always change. Always. I'm yes. sure what I view now will even be different in five years. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, same thing with like support systems and stuff like you must keep your circle small. I know you do. Oh, it's very small now. Yeah. And that's because <laughs> I've had to just cut out all the toxic. Right. So I keep my circle small, you know, very small. Um, I only have maybe, you know, a handful of friends that I talk to religiously. Um, what are your, I guess you can say your, your tips on not letting as many people in? My tip would probably be, I'm always, I shouldn't be this way, but I make first impressions. Yeah. But I don't tell these people that I make first impressions. I like to watch. I like body language. I like to see what you're going to talk about. So I guess my tip on friendship circles is see how someone is. Right. Their true self won't always be online. Yep. And so that's, I've learned quickly that some people will give you the persona that they're these nice people, they are there for you. And then when you're with them, they're not like that. Yep. And so 
I don't want to say keep guarded because you should be open with everyone. You should love people and give them a chance. But if you really, truly want them in your friend circle, you have to see who this person is. Do they have the same thoughts as you? Do they see things a certain way as you? Because you might not want those people. I try, I like to have a diverse group. I don't want everyone to think like me because that's boring. Right. I want people to have different views so we can have discussions. But what are their views? Like, you might not want those kind of people in your life that have bad views. Like, maybe you guys aren't on the same level as politics, which ruined a lot of friendships as well for me over the years, which I didn't want that no one wants that but those are the things you should look for yeah and then that will help your small group or your large group yeah and that and that's huge um because there is a lot of um shifts you know I've lost Mm -hmm. friends throughout the years over views and and things that they've said and the way that they've acted I I've noticed too and and you can probably relate um, there's a lot of two-faced people out there. Oh, yes. There is. There is. There yeah. really is. <laughs> and it's it's disappointing because you think you're getting, you know, the same person. Um, you know, a lot of people ask me, um, you know, how, how do you deal with people talking behind your back and pretending that they're your friend and they support you, but in reality, they hate you? So... Have you dealt with that before? I have. And it sucks. It's literally the worst. And the thing is, is that we all have to learn is that we also are like that. At some point in our life, we have been that person. Everyone is toxic. Yep. And as definitely in my 20s, I was probably not the best at it myself I would be like oh can you believe this person said that yeah and then they would go to that person and be like well she said that because you said that and I've been trying to cut that out so much and that's definitely where the struggle has been with the how I know a friend is true to me or not lately so I just suggest that you Anything you say to someone, you mean it. Yeah. And even when I was talking shit all those years ago, I still said, yeah, I said it. And that will help you discover if someone is really talking behind your back and hates you because they won't admit it because you already knew the truth. And I I had an, um, an incident not too long ago. For a situation where somebody asked me about information Mm -hmm. for something very simple. And I told them that you had to contact that person. Yes. And instead they went and said that I wouldn't help them. I was (laughs) trying to be selfish and keep it to myself when that was never the case. So Now it's like you've got to learn what you say to people because they will take even the simplest thing and, and twist just it. twist yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So you always be honest. You admit anything you ever said because it just helps in the end. It just even yeah. if you were 
talk and smack, just admit it. Yeah. Yeah. Be own up to it. Because those people that talk smack about you and don't want to admit it won't mm-hmm. keep you around yep. themselves because they will just be like, well, I don't like the way she talks to me. And then perfect. You got the toxic person right out of yeah. your life. There you for go. Just being you. Yeah. <laughs> that. Yeah. Wow. I, I really like that. That that is. Yeah, that is very helpful. <laughs> I do it with everything. Friends, family, even my job, because jobs are they're the number one place that things just get twisted and brought around and around. So if I said it to you, I meant it. Even if I probably shouldn't mean it, but I meant what I said, I'll admit what I said. And that's always where I leave it. Yeah. And that I applaud you for that. That is actually very good. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very, very good and helpful. Um, So, before I let you go, uh, I have two questions. One, what are, so I'm in my twenties. What, and a lot of people are as well. And a lot of my friends and people I'm sure who listen to this podcast are in their teens or twenties. What are five things that you could give advice to, um, about being in your twenties and your teens? Hmm. Okay. Well, I, this one probably wouldn't go for teens, but definitely twenties travel. Yes. You, you've got to go and experience other people. I live in Maine and it's great here, but people are not open. Yeah. They're, they're sheltered. And I, I've only been to Canada, which I absolutely love. I've been to Quebec. My family's half my family's from Canada. Okay. So, you know, they live a completely different life. In Maine, people assume that Canadians are snobby, but they're actually really great people and say sorry way too much, which I picked up on. (laughs) And I say it sarcastically, which I should probably stop doing. (laughs) So I definitely would say travel because you can meet people, especially people that you talk to online. As long as they're not creepy. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely travel. Two, um, don't worry about guys so much. Don't worry about girls so much. If you're in a committed, beautiful relationship, then I applaud you. Yeah. But you got to let it just roll off your back. Just have fun with it. If you meet the one, that is perfect. But I promise you that that Kyle that you just met at the bar is probably not the one and we shouldn't cry over him. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Kyle. Ky- Kyle's. I know too many. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Three. Let's see. I would say if you can go to school, do it. I didn't do it. Which I wish I did, but my anxiety was like, I just can't go through school anymore. I just can't go to college. So I would go to college, but I would only do it if you're really passionate about something. Yeah. And if not, reach out to other people that have that passion and learn it through them. But I feel like you should definitely learn something through college or someone else. Because I'm still now trying to figure out what I should do with my life Mm -hmm. and I think in your 20s like you modeled 
And that's like a like that's what you loved. And I always wanted to do film at first. I was like maybe act, maybe get into film photography. And I didn't pursue it because I was too busy trying to work my nine to five job. Yeah. And I still can. I'm still young enough too. But I feel like in your 20s, you have in your teens, you have the opportunity to really go out and get that dream. Yeah. So either go to college or learn from someone that has that same experience as you. But definitely go for it. Go for that dream job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for I would learn that family isn't always blood mm-hmm. that you can find family and other and your friends and other people. I know that a lot of people struggle with family and as teenagers and in your twenties, you really feel like you have to hold on, but sometimes they, they can just be as toxic as friends can. Yeah. So definitely find a support system and believe in that love them because they'll always be there for you that support system not family won't always be there right and which sucks to say but yeah sometimes they just aren't and I've found more love in certain friends than I have with family right yeah and five you know just have fun I don't just Just have fun. fun Yeah. Don't, even if you're going to school, you're living your nine to five, you have all this drama, but sometimes you just got to have fun because I said 22 the other day to a friend was my favorite year that I ever lived. The best time of my life. So if you're 22 out there, I bet you're going to have the best time of your life. Don't sit on social media so much. Just get out. Now that all the lockdown is over, just go have fun. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That Those are really good. I love, I love all of those. That was very, <laughs> that was very good. I really enjoyed that. And lastly, before we go, what is one word that you live by? So I live by the word chaos. Don't take <laughs> it the wrong way, but I love chaos being a fire sign. I don't like to be still the chaos doesn't have to be bad. You can have great chaos. I think like if you really hold on to that word, you're like, oh, chaos. Who wants to say that's a great word? But I just, I just love it. I love just things happening around and there's a motorcycle. See, I told you the chaos. I don't know if you can pick up on it, but I just love just being like fast in the moment. Just things are happening because when I slow down, I think too much and So I got to have the chaos around me, but the good chaos. But if you want a good word to live by, if you don't want to live by chaos, if your chaos is too much, I would say two words. Don't stop. Always look forward. If you stop, you're just going to miss everything around you and you're going to just break down. So you got to keep moving. So just don't stop. But wow. combined it as two words, like a hashtag. Hashtag don't stop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hashtag, hashtags work too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That, 
that that's also really really uh insightful thank you so much for being you're here. welcome this was incredible you're such a lovely i had lady. fun <laughs> this was so much fun and again i mean thank you again for being so real and spreading not just awareness on self-love but self-aware self self-awareness on every topic you you cover so much and i think that's incredible thank you thank you yeah i like i said i probably shouldn't I probably sometimes should keep it private. I regret <laughs> when I'm too open with myself, but I got to do it. I got to do it for do the it. world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, again, you're such an inspiring soul. Thank you so much. Thanks.